This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome back to the channel. Really looking forward to today's conversation with you. I'm doing something a little different that I've never done before and it's so funny how being a cycle generator, having the strategy of waiting to respond and just really being rooted in co-creating with my environment that I didn't think about this sooner. But I emailed my email list and I posted on my Instagram stories and invited people to drop any questions that they had either about human design, gene keys, business, personal questions to me, or if they wanted me to answer a question about them and their gene keys or their human design, I would be open to do that. And so I've gotten some responses. I'm not going to answer all the questions in this one episode because that would be a lot, but I am going to dive into a couple of them. And if you're curious and you want to have questions answered, the link to do that will be in the show notes until it's not in the show notes because I'm not going to do this forever but I think I would love to do a couple more Q&A episodes for the next couple weeks coming into December and I think that that would just be really cool. From a business perspective I want to share this for the sake of beings that this is genius because like I said it gives you something to respond to. It actually allows you to connect more intimately with your audience and like build relationships with them, especially when you answer their questions. So this is like a genuine strategy in a sense that's also just being efficient because yes, you're answering questions for someone, but that may also answer questions for someone else, right? So I think that this is a great opportunity and I'm really looking forward to it and I'm super grateful for everyone who's posted their questions so far. So let's dive into this. I'm going to keep it anonymous and I am going to share the questions just so that people know the context and then I'm going to dive in and answer these questions. So I loved the first question that came in because it is more human design based, but this is like my one of my favorite things to talk about, the undefined open centers, because I only have two centers defined. I have my G center and my sacral defined and I have a completely open Ajna throat and heart center and everything else is undefined. So the question is, what does it mean when you have an undefined center with all the gates in it defined? That's the first question. There's a few questions here. So just to give context, my root center has nine activations in it. So there's a bunch of double activated gates and then some are just conscious and some of them are just unconscious. The center is undefined. So what this means is that you are just more likely to be able to connect and have electromagnetic channels with other people around you to have more access to that energy. So for example, I only have, I have a completely open heart center. So there's no hanging gates, which means that there's no chance of, there's a less likely chance of me having that center defined more often than not because there's no hanging gates. But when you have a center that has more hanging gates, that just means that like you essentially have more plugins. The other thing too, like the shadow side of it can be like, let's say if somebody does have a full channel and you only have a hanging gate, then that's what we call a compromised channel. And so that person's full channel energy is going to 
let's say, dominate your energy where you may feel like, oh, like they, they have more than I do in the sense of that energetic expression. But the other thing is too, is that it also gives you more opportunities to have those electromagnetic channels with others, which means you have those gates hanging and then the other person has hanging gates from the nearby centers that can connect and create both of those centers to be fully defined, right? So electromagnetic, that just means that there's going to be this sparky, flowy sort of chemistry energy. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily attracted to that person and vice versa, but it's like, imagine when you meet someone like as a friend and you're like, I like you, like we vibe, like there's a connection here. Like that's really what those electromagnetic channels can do. So it is, it can be confusing, but I think that basically what's going to happen is like, I can speak to my, my root center. So I having an undefined root center, like I can definitely notice the extremes where if I'm home alone and I'm getting work done and I notice I'm procrastinating and I don't have enough pressure, I will go to a cafe to work because I have like basically nine chances of connecting with someone who has a hanging gate and I can go to a cafe and work four to six hours straight and get my work done and then come home and rest. And so that's kind of an example of like how you can leverage it and it doesn't need to be disempowering, right? So let's say, for example, this person gave a more specific example with their undefined head and all the gates leaning towards the Ajna. And it's like, it's interesting because I'm talking about the root center and that sort of pressure to get things done. And so if we look at it from a head center perspective, it's like, the pressure to, and there's always going to be this reaching, right? When you have the hanging gates, there's like this reaching energy. So it's like the pressure to like find the answers may feel like it's even more amplified because it's like you have part of the energy, but like you know that there's something missing. And so there's that reaching, right? But then it just means that when you have those electric magnetic connections in those moments, it's like a fiery, like, oh my God, this idea or this idea, right? And so just paying attention to that head pressure, I feel like, you know, it could be helpful. Let's say you want to brainstorm and figure something out with someone. You can sit down and and leverage that person's if they have hanging gates and leverage like the brainstorming together and having these consistent ideas. But then this shadow experience of this could be like, going on Instagram and consuming content and then being like really overwhelmed because you're like getting all these ideas and you're like, okay, now what do I do? Like I have too many ideas and then you don't know what to act on, right? So it's paying attention to the environments that you go in and like leveraging how you can pick up this energy and then when you need to turn off, it's like, okay, I'm gonna delete Instagram from my phone or I'm gonna unfollow these people so that I can just be in my own energy. So I think that this this is something to contemplate and it goes for any center. Like I obviously just talked about the root center and the head center, And these are pressure centers as well. So there's like this additional pressure to like figure things out or get shit done. But I hope that that brings a clear answer for anyone who has an undefined center with hanging gates inside of it. Second question that we had here was how do you experience undefined in your chart in your own words? And a lot of people will describe this as like, quote, borrowing energy from someone who is defined in that area, which I kind of talked about in the first question. But I think that... I think that the way that I describe it is your undefined or open centers are where you receive from the world around you, from other people or from your environment. And when you're defined, that just means that that energy is consistently within you and you're here to share that because you always have it, right? 
And so the the open undefined centers, if you've ever consumed content from Karen Curry Parker, like I really love what she calls them. She calls them wisdom portals or like God portals because it is where we will like get to experience the different flavors of that energy from different people who have different experiences, different conditioning, and we gain wisdom from that right? It's not to say that your defined centers, you don't have wisdom. It's just that's more naturally within you. And that's really here to be shared with others because it's consistently present. So let's say, for example, you like we all eat food. Okay. And we're, if we are consistently living in a city and we're eating that food from that country, that city all the time, it's kind of like having that defined center. Like you're consistently eating the same food and, you know, you're experiencing it and it is what it is. And maybe you're going to cook that food in, in a little different way for the friends or the family in your life. And then imagine like an undefined open center is like you go traveling and you're trying different foods from different countries that you've never tried before. And then when you come back, to your country or to your city and you share with your friends and family like oh my god I tried this in Belgium and I tried this in Portugal and I tried this in Greece and it's just because you you can taste these different these different flavors right so I hope that that metaphor kind of gives a cool example and I always want to keep an empowering context right I think that traditional human design has definitely spoken a lot about how your undefined open centers are like inconsistent and I don't I don't ever like to use that word because there's a whole societal pressure around the word inconsistent and I like to use fluid the undefined open centers allow you to have a fluid experience with that energy yes it can be off and on and it can come and go and it also depends on the transits that's a whole other conversation but yes the borrowing energy I think is a great example and I also have a really great podcast episode that I would recommend listening to It's episode number 234, how conditional confidence shows up through the shadows of your undefined centers. So this episode, I'm going to link it in the show notes, but this is a really great example of, let's say you're an entrepreneur and you're in the industry and what happens when you hire someone who, or you're working with someone or you're, you're a client or you're a coach or you're a service provider, whatever it is. And what happens like between the undefined and divine centers, when you're not consciously aware that you're borrowing energy and it becomes more of a codependent experience. So I definitely recommend listening to that podcast episode to anyone who hasn't yet, because it's going to dive into the conscious and unconscious centers or the defined and undefined centers a little more in depth than what I said today, but it's a really good start. So the next question I'm going to dive into is from someone who's a 4-6 emotional generator. And I'm not going to read the whole question, but I'm going to pull parts of it. So I know that you're listening to this and you're, you're going you're gonna to know what I'm talking about. But I know that the aspects that I choose to talk about will be super helpful. So basically, the question is, they want to understand how to better market themselves. And having an open head, undefined ajna and throat marketing seems you know elusive or confusing or just uncertain and I love that you're asking this because I also have an undefined head open ajna and open throat so I can definitely speak to this and one of the other aspects I'm going to talk about they shared some of their gene keys but I'm going to focus on the culture sphere because I think that this is really important and I've been diving into the pearl sequence lately and I think this is really going to be a great example for everyone to get more clear on how they're designed to connect with their people and serve them so coming back to the open under find spaces open head undefined ajna and throat so it's really interesting because i feel like diving more into the defined gaze or the gene keys that you have and looking at like basically you can market from any of the gene keys and planets and gates and so on 
Like I know that there's there's a lot of talk in the online industry where it's like your conscious mercury is what you're here to communicate and your life's work and your brand are what you're here to communicate. Yes, this is true. But ultimately, like I mentioned earlier with the defined versus undefined centers, when you have defined gates, defined planets activated, those are always within you. And when you have that, like your cup is always full, you can pour from that and share right? So when it comes to, I feel like to support the undefined open centers in your human design chart, looking at how you're designed and who you're meant to connect with, your culture sphere is specifically like the fractal line that you're designed to connect with in order to collectively come together and serve a higher purpose. So those types of people are like the people that you're going to jive with, the ones that are like, oh, yes, we have the same intentions. We have the same vision. This is what it is that we that we want to dive into. So Gene Key 50.2 is in this person's culture sphere. And I'm going to dive into the culture sphere a little bit more before I start talking about the gift and the shadow in the city. So your culture sphere is your unconscious Jupiter. And like I mentioned, this is how you're designed to call in and really connect with like-minded people, open-hearted people, and who are meant to, you know, you're meant to cross paths so that you can support each other in fulfilling your purposes. So when you contemplate the culture sphere, anyone who's an entrepreneur, I want you to ask yourself, how does the shadow gift and city of this sphere allow me to connect with my soul people? How have they helped me in fulfilling my purpose. And if I yet if I haven't yet experienced this, how can I contemplate my shadow and my vocation to support me? So your vocation or your core wound, which is your unconscious Mars, is really designed to show you your deepest inner wounding that you have and fears around being alone and how you alchemizing this and really embodying this from a place of unconditional love and like really acknowledging this fear becomes your core talent and vocation so core wound is like the tail end of the venus sequence vocation is the start of the pearl sequence and vocation and core talent is like synonymous in the sense that that is like what you're here to share so you can leverage also your core wound to really connect with those through your culture so the core wound, I believe, is 45.6, right? So it's so amazing because 45, I know, is all about resources, right? It's, it's all about being able to, we've got that channel from the heart center to the throat, and it's like bringing these resources to the people, community, okay? And then when we look at the culture sphere of like the people that you're designed to connect with, the shadow of the 50 is corruption, and then we have equilibrium and harmony. And the second line in the culture sphere of partnership means that you're designed to have partnerships with people and that's your best way of connecting with others so this can be a way that you can also market yourself as like you're here to create sacred partnerships with others and partnership it can mean one-on-one coaching if that's the kind of work that you do but it can also mean that when you work within a team you're actually designed to connect really well and really intimately with others within the team. So it doesn't mean that you can't do group coaching, you can't do group services at all, but it just means that naturally you're going to have this connection with people. So it's like, how can you connect with people through alchemizing corruption and creating more equilibrium and harmony 
in the services that you offer and support others with how they might be experiencing that in their life as well. And the people that you're calling in, the people that you're going to work with are the ones who resonate with this because they are part of your fractal line. So then when you come back to the core wound and we look at the shadow gift and city, the shadow is dominance, the gift is synergy, and the city is communion. So I love this because obviously I'm talking about how this is like about resources and connection and 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 community right and when we look at the shadow of dominance it's like your core wound and experience of aloneness has been around like how have you been dominated and disconnected from others and then we look at synergy which is very heavily rooted in collaboration and connection and then communion is like bringing the people together so it's really beautiful because what i'm seeing in this is like how you can market yourself looking specifically at these two spheres is like okay where have people experienced corruption and dominance in their life and how can we come into the expression of like things have fallen apart we're bringing it back together through synergy and equilibrium right balancing things out and then we're going to come into the state of harmony and communion so it's like really what i'm seeing is the marketing aspect is like okay things have fallen apart things are just connected how are we going to bring this together and create more of a partnership that two line right in the culture sphere this intense partnership to bring in and support synergy communion and and connection and so on so when we consider the sixth line as part of the core wound, this is known as the sixth line from the pearl sequence side is philanthropy, okay? And it's also known as the investor. So what this means is that you're really here to look at what is worthy of investing your time and energy in. What is the purpose of my business? What is the purpose of me discussing and sharing dominance and creating synergy and communion? How is this going to serve the whole? How are we going to take this to the next level? How are we going to invest our energy into the right things that are going to make the biggest impact for the people? And so it's like, who do you need to call in in order to fulfill this? And who needs your help doing this? So now that I've like talked about the gene keys, we're going to come back to human design and talk about the open and undefined centers. So the open and undefined centers that were mentioned were the open head, undefined ajna and throat. And when these centers are open or undefined, as I mentioned earlier, what it means is that the, the way that you're going to express yourself will be more fluid. And so I really think that coming into and contemplating the gene keys and the defined gates that you have, even in those centers, it's going to give you a voice, even though how you how you come up with ideas and how you come up with perceptions and how you express yourself may be more fluid looking at, for example, the core wound in the culture. And I know that there's other spheres that you mentioned in your question, looking at these things and seeing like, and trusting yourself like, okay, I'm clear on who I'm meant to connect with. I know what my core wound is and my core talent is. How am I going to share this with my people? And the fact of being a four, six emotional generator, what can you create that's going to light you up? right? How can you share things from a lit sacral of like doing the things that you love doing and also considering like when you contemplate this, riding in your emotional wave so that you can really be clear on how you want to express yourself and also the four six, the four, literally we've talked so much about connection and community and synergy. That's going to come so naturally to you because you have that conscious four line, which is known as the networker. 
And the unconscious six line, this is so beautiful because that's how people see you as a role model. So it's like you may not see yourself as somebody who's going to be able to role model or consistently or clearly articulate themselves, but that's how people are naturally going to see you. And it's a matter of trusting that. So I love this question because I feel like I was so clearly able to synthesize human design and G keys. Because if I just talked about the G keys in this question, I don't feel like the strategy side of being a generator and looking at how you can co-create with your audience, how you can respond to your environment, how you can ride your emotional wave as you contemplate. I just don't feel like I would have been able to give the full picture. So this is like so validating for me to answer this in the sense like I love talking about human design and gene keys and bringing these systems together because I feel like this is absolutely insane and it's like the most personalized answer I could ever give anyone is using both of these systems and looking at how they're designed to show up. So I hope that whoever listening to this, if you've had this sort of elusive experience with how to market yourself, like I said, look at, even if you have undefined centers, look at the defined gates, look at the gene keys that you have, consider your type, your strategy, and your authority, and just allow yourself to contemplate this and to follow your inner authority of how you want to share what it is that you're doing. I have another question here about the life's work sphere and also brand. So I want to talk about this from the life's work sphere that is from an activation sequence lens and then the brand is coming off of the pearl sequence. Okay, so the gene key is, well, they said gate, but I'm going to talk about it from the gene keys lens. The gene key is 63.6 and this person has a spiritual love coaching business and they work with millennials with who are struggling with anxiety and depression and are becoming a mental health and mental health advocate and speaker. So it's like how the question is, how can I best use this fear when it comes to my business? And this again, I'm so excited to bring in human design and gene keys into this. So 63 is found in the head center. And this is just to consider the center influence is again, we talked a little bit about the head center earlier, pressure center, space for ideas, finding answers, figuring things out. I find this so interesting that you're someone who is working with anxiety and mental illness and so on, because the amount of mental pressure that these people feel is fucking real. I don't know if you've made that connection, but I think that's wild because it's so relevant and beautiful. And I just, this is one of the things I love about human design and gene keys is that it's not like somebody just, well, I mean, I guess some people could discover the human design and gene keys and be like, oh my God, these things make sense. This is what I'm going to do for my career and how I'm going to serve people. It's usually the other way around where people naturally unconsciously discover what lights them up and then they start doing that work and then they, they get a reading or they discover something about their human design and gene keys and they're like, oh my God, this is so relatable. This is so accurate. This is so relevant. And so I just get really excited that this is literally evidence that your life's work is exactly what you're meant to be doing. 63, the shadow is doubt, inquiry, and truth. And I'm just, I'm just loving this. Oh, my brain is like popping off right now. So when it comes to, when it comes to using the sphere in your business, I mean, that's a loaded question because we could get back into marketing. We could talk about so many things, but what I really want to talk about is like the life's work sphere 
is really what we're designed to just share. Like this is naturally going to come through us. There's no forcing energy. It's the conscious sun energy. The conscious sun energy makes up 70% of our personality. It's how we consciously experience ourselves. And that sun energy, like figuratively and literally, is what we're here to shine. So I feel like talking about how the how people experience doubt in mental illness or challenges or stress anxiety depression all of that it, that's like one of the most doubtful experiences ever and so i've i've personally never ex- like i've experienced moments of depression in my life but never like a full-blown you know i've been diagnosed i'm on medication experience i'm going to share a little story here I went to see Rupi Carr on Wednesday night with a friend. She is a famous poet. If you've never heard of her, she's fucking amazing. I love her. And the first poem that she read us was all about depression and how she went through a massive bout of depression. And one of the biggest things that she was sharing was this experience of like being stuck in it, thinking there was something wrong, that she was never going to get out of it, like almost in denial just really living this experience of being trapped and being uncertain. Like I'm not the type of person that would get depression. So that whole flavor is doubt. That is doubt. This is never going to end. I'm never going to be happy. I'm going to struggle forever. Happiness is not available to me. It's not sustainable. There's a lot of doubt. It's just naturally going to come up because when we don't have the evidence of having these mental breakthroughs, And having these ideas or different ways of seeing things, when those aren't present, of course, we're going to feel stuck and held back. So it's like, how can you share about this? How can you weave in the language of doubt into how people, millennials, experience anxiety and this in their life? Because that's ultimately going to be like the relatable piece of like, oh my God, I'm not alone. And that's going to be the first aspect of relieving that pressure. And then we come come into the space of truth. And it's like, when we consider the contrast like any contrast in life, black and white, day and night, sun and light. Wow, that was very poetic. Anyways, so when we consider doubt, if we're doubting things like it's not the truth, something has to be the truth because you cannot have doubt without truth. So then it's like, okay, if you're doubting all these things and you know that there has to be some truth, there's even truth in doubt. Oh, you're doubting this and that's the truth for you. The truth is always present. It's like, how can you access this? right? How can, how can we be curious? And when we consider the center of the head center, this is all about inspiration. There's a lot of pressure here, like I said, in terms of like finding the answers, figuring things out, but there can be healthy collaborative ways to leverage this energy in order to create something new. And the other thing too, is that all these channels in the head center are all projected channels. There's all going to be this flavor and experience of needing the invitation to share that wisdom. So you may find even though I don't know what your your type is in human design, even if you're a generator, manifester, and so on, or you could be a projector, those projected channels where that gate 63 lives is going to need an invitation in order to be shared, right? So I think that that's something to consider too. How can you position yourself so that you can share and talk about doubt and truth? And then we come into the space of inquiry and it's like, actually, I just realized that truth is the city. So inquiry is the gift. That's the bridge between being in doubt, even though, isn't that funny? The shadow and the city, like I said, there's still that contrast there, even though I just mixed them up in terms of the gift and the, and the city, but I can still, I can still go off on this here. Inquiry is the bridge between doubt and truth, because in order to see things differently and to have a different idea, head center, 
we need to be curious. There needs to be the space of inquiry of like, what if, what if, what if I don't have to have anxiety for the rest of my life? What if I don't have to feel depressed? What if I don't have to struggle with mental illness? What else could be possible? Right? So as a sixth line, being a teacher, a role model, you may have experienced living this in your life and now you're really passionate about role modeling how to see things differently and take it to the next level because that's really what the sixth line does. It's about, especially I don't know if you're in the third phase of your, of your sixth line, but being on the roof and being able to like look back and reflect because that sixth line pre-Saturn return would have been a lot of trial and error been a lot of trial and error around doubt inquiry and truth right over and over again until you come on the roof and then it's like okay I've lived all these things I'm ready to share right so I think that looking at your own embodiment of 63 and sharing that as your life's work like that in itself the work that you're doing it is your life's work so when we consider it from the back end of the pearl sequence Your brand is about following your inner magic into the outer world. And this is you embodying the gift of your brand. So you embodying inquiry and sharing that with the world. And it's really about, because the Pearl Sequence is about prosperity and it's about abundance and it is about money in some ways. It's like you're selling your version of the truth, which is hilarious because the city is truth. So how can you sell your experience so that people can relate to you? and want to work with you and feel supported and seen by you because you're like alchemizing the shit out of doubt, right? And this, when you can sell your version of the truth, this goes for anyone. It's not just about 63.6 being in the conscious sun. Okay, everyone listen. When you are able to sell your version of the truth wholeheartedly and honestly from an unconditional love, open heart, that is when we will create the most relatable and sustainable and deepest connection relationships with people. That's how we're going to make the biggest impact. One of the really cool things about the brand sphere, looking at it from the Pearl sequence, is that the word brand is actually derived from an old Saxon word called brinnen, which means to burn and sword. So if we consider our brand is an extension of us, like a sword, And it's also how we make an impact on others from our conscious sun energy, the burn, the burning of the sun. So really contemplating this and and trusting yourself like this is an extension of me, whether I'm contemplating it from a life's work activation point or a brand point, like this is my truth that I'm here to share with the world. And so I feel like this would make such a huge, a huge difference to, to consider. And one of the things too is, the sixth line from the brand, from the pearl sequence side, is known as vision and education. So this, ultimately, I talked a little, like this, all the lines have similar flavors in the gene keys, except for they are going to differ depending on the spirit, just a little bit. They're still going to have the same underlying, like underbelly flavor. So the sixth line in your brand sphere is really having the ability to transform someone's worldview. Okay, so imagine if you're working with people with depression, anxiety, you're here to literally transform their view of the fucking world. Okay, no big deal. And you do this through education. It comes through communication. It's going to come through your ideas because this lives in the head center. So 
it's really about creating environments where people can learn, explore, and also become independent. So you might find that you want to work with people who are struggling and you're going to help them. You're going to help them dive into doubt, inquiry, and truth. But then it's really like you're going to notice that you're going to give them a level of independence where they're going to be able to trust themselves and 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 just be more independent. That's usually what the sixth line does is they're like, come on the roof, look at this shit and move on. You got this. Like that's the real story of a sixth line. So I hope that this brings more clarity and I'm really excited for the people's questions that I answered. I'm going to do another episode. There's still a couple more questions for me to answer. So again, if you want to drop a question, it's in the show notes. I'm going to be answering these in the next couple of weeks and we're going to dive into this and I'm really excited. This is actually really fun for me as a sacral generator with an open throat. Like you asked me a question and I can just share my wisdom. This is like my sacral is lit right now. So I want to thank everyone for listening. And if you love the Gene Keys and human design and you want to bring this more deeper into your work, I want you to check out the Gene Keys business guide. This is something I'm doing a waitlist right now until December 7th. And then pre-sale to waitlist will be the 7th to the 14th. And then pre-sale to public will be the 14th until the 31st. This is always, this, this guide will always be available. So if you're listening to this episode like months from now or years from now, you can check in the show notes. The link will be there for more information. But I specifically created this guide where the inquiry is very much how I addressed these questions today looking at the different spheres, looking at the different lines, looking at the kinds of questions you can ask yourself so that you can more deeply connect with your version of wisdom from these activated gene keys so that you can infuse this into your business. This is literally the purpose of this guide. I'm so fucking excited because I've never seen anything like this with the gene keys. So definitely check that out. I'll have that other podcast episode in the show notes as well. And then, like I said, I will remove the link when I feel called to or overwhelmed with questions. But if you're lucky, you can go drop your questions and I'm going to answer them in the next like five weeks left of the year. So thank you so much for listening. If you can take a hot second to leave a quick review on Spotify or Apple, you can just swipe the stars. It takes about two seconds. I would deeply appreciate it. And of course, if you listen to this and these were your questions or it answered a question for you they didn't even realize that you had and you are like not the person who submitted these questions i would love to hear from you you can message me on instagram at kayla g and i always respond i love connecting with my audience so i want to thank you for collaborating with me i really appreciate that make sure you subscribe to the channel because there's going to be a ton more content coming as usual and it's going to be great so thank you for listening and i'll chat with you in the next episode